Sexual abuse, harassment, and clergy sexual sins are all in the news. But what happens when it comes to your work, your home, or even your church? We're going to talk about that right here today on the Dunamis Word broadcast. Call somebody and tell them that Pastor Burnett is on the air and your blessing is coming to you today. Let's just keep on praising him for a minute if we can. When you, when you, when you, when you pray, when you preach, there should be a fire in your heart. Hands are raised when you pray, consuming every part because you know that God is there for make His presence known. When you praise, when you praise, when we think about. Been to us, the Italy. No, we know every glory, hallelujah. When you pray, when you pray, there should be a fire in your heart. another special edition of the Dunamis Word Broadcast, and I am your host, Pastor Harvey Burnett. And listen, as always, I'm excited, I'm thrilled, I'm just happy that you've taken the time to be with us today. And listen, real quickly, tell you how to get a hold of me. We love your prayer requests. Thank God for all of you who do take the time to pray for this ministry and pray for what we're doing. We certainly appreciate that. But we want you to know. Uh, there are ways that you can reach us. Number one, by email. 
You can email me at dunamis1, that's D as in David, U-N-A-M as in Mary, I-S as in Sam, 1, at netzero, spell that out, N-E-T-Z-E-R-O dot com. You can also um, call us anytime at 800-728-0352. That's 800-728-0352. That'll actually come through our I Am My Brother's Keeper Christian Advocacy Council line. And it's very important that you know that number and spread that uh, to other individuals that you may know who have either suffered from clergy or church-related abuse or sexual abuse, uh, and uh, people who uh, may need healing, people who may need prayer, uh, need someone to talk to, and need an outlet and direction on what to do uh, from here, those who have survived, those who are going through, uh, and all that. And maybe you're counseling a friend uh, that you need to be able to help them uh, efficiently through this process. We are available, and you can reach us. And I am my brother's keeper, Christian Advocacy Council, at 800-728-0352. And listen, that's just in the vein of what I want to talk about today. This is going to be a little bit longer uh, broadcast than I normally produce. But I tell you what, I am certainly sick uh, by what we have been hearing in the news and in the news media uh, regarding sexual harassment, abuse, uh, also, clergy, sexual abuse and harassment. Uh, these things are continuing to go on. The sins of men and mankind are being revealed. We have uh, seem like epidemic uh, proportions of harassment that has happened uh, really uh, among some of the wealthy and the elite. And it really only mirrors what has gone on for a number of years. Uh, at street level, how individuals have taken advantage of of others um, and 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 things have just one sin has just led to another sin and as we look in the news, for instance, and i'm just going to kind of handle this in a couple of different uh, 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 respects here and kind of tie everything together. but as we look in the news, we have been bombarded with um, some of the rich elite and famous, even our, our current president, Donald Trump, when he was uh, campaigning, it came out on him. Some of the things that he said about women. Now, he claims to have never abused a woman. And uh, but nevertheless, he's been through, you know, a few his marriages and all of that. But nevertheless, uh, certain of the church stood up behind him and backed him and supported him even through. Uh, allegations and different statements that were even caught on uh, on tape. And they counted that as what they call locker room talk and all of that type of thing, uh, as if to say that these are normal conversations uh, between men when they're not around women. And I, yeah, I, I don't hang in that circle. I, I don't know how many of you do. Uh, but if that's your circle of friends, the, the Bible says one thing toward that said evil communication, corrupt good manners. Get away from those friends. If that's how they talk, if that's how uh, the light that they put women in. Uh, nevertheless, uh, we, we saw those those things there. And I'm not accusing or blaming anybody, but I'm just observing. We saw the trial of of Bill Cosby. We saw the accusations that were made uh, toward him. One thing that he admitted through that 
was that there were certain women that had come to his home uh, and, you know, it was questionable about whether he uh, drugged them or not. I, I don't know. And I guess there's evidence that he did. Uh, short of the long is there were certain things and certain uh, um, what I want to say, things that he did and got away with while these women were present in his home. And that's that's real interesting. Uh, because Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein, this movie producer, was the same. He did the same thing or very similar in his home or hotel rooms. Uh, we see this other comedian named Louie did the same thing in his home or hotel rooms to where he even uh, masturbated or jacked off in front of women or asked them to watch him while he performed his uh, sexual perversion. Uh, nevertheless, these, these things happened and he admitted it, uh, that he had done these things. We saw, uh, actor Kevin Spacey who did similar to individuals. Um, and Kevin Spacey came out and, and used his homosexuality, I guess, as a cloak for this. I don't really, you know, understand that, but I guess that's what he, he tried to do. We even had, you know, uh, the actor that I call Sulu from, uh, that we all call Sulu from Star Trek. They did the same thing, homosexual. So uh, one person uh, was trying to say, well, this is just talking about uh, they're, they're, they're looking down on heterosexism. No, this, this is across the board. You need to open up your eyes and look that these things are across the board. It's among uh, heterosexual males and also homosexual males that these harassment um, uh, allegations are being mounted all over uh, the country are being uh, pushed up. We can see uh, the Senator Al Franken, uh, who, you know, called for an ethics investigation on himself. <laughs> that was a piece of comedy uh, because it's evidently the committee that he referred himself to. There's nothing that's going to come out of that committee, even against his own self. So uh, nevertheless, uh, uh, this came up and he immediately admitted uh, uh, these things. Um, then uh, we have the other Senator Roy Moore who stood up for the constitution and many have said, well, he violated half of the, uh, the, the 10 commandments that he fought so hard to keep uh, on the, on the wall there in the courthouse. And I'm not making fun of him or, or anything like this. Uh, but just looking and uh, observing all of these things that have gone on. And we've got to understand that this is uh, a, a very serious day. It's a very serious time. And there are certain people that are used to acting and doing certain things uh, in front of and to women and not expecting them for uh, whether it be for uh, favor, for political promise, for uh, uh, power, any of those uh, type of things for recognition not expecting them to say anything back about it. Well, those things uh, seems like the Lord has pulled the cover and the cover uh, is revealing a lot of things. And in those instances, the all the most of the men that I just named, uh, probably about most of them except for Roy Moore, it, there was really one common thread that I, I saw through this whole thing. And I'm going to pick up on this in uh, segment two as well. But um, one common thread that I saw was the threat of Hugh Hefner. Uh, for uh, When Hugh Hefner died, we had church folks. 
that were trying to praise Hugh Hefner as if he has done something great for society in America. And you know where all of these men, Weinstein, Cosby, Louis, uh, Spacey, and all of them, you know where they learned this in-home perversion from? They learned it from Hugh Hefner, the king of in-home perverts, the one that was so perverted that he would have women in his house talking about he married two, three, four, five, six, seven of them in his house, running around, pretending to be bunnies, pretending to be rabbits <laughs> and Lord knows whatever else. Most of these men that I named today were frequent visitors at some point to the Hugh Hefner perverted project. And uh, this was the legacy of Hugh Hefner. Folks talk about uh, yeah, our folks saved. Listen, one thing about it is a man is known by their fruit. And an and a evil tree bear evil fruit and a good tree bears good fruit. And the fruit and legacy that Hefner left was a legacy of objectification of women, of perversion, and all of that. Don't tell me about Hefner being saved. People can get saved and they will leave evidence of their salvation. But uh, short of the long... These things uh, happen now that was glorified among the world and it kind of tipped us into seeing what is actually happening and what some of the folks in the church world have adopted as well. Because there's too many folks in church that adopted the same type of private mentality. In other words, they want to do their sins. They want to do their thing, abuse. Now, I'm not talking about. Uh, well, I'm talking about all of it, I guess about those who hop out and do their own thing and talking about those who abuse sexually confuse and misuse members of the church all of that type of thing and that's a a, a legacy to me is a is an offspring or offshoot of this hefner legacy that has been left uh in in this world where people think that because of position, power, money, accolades, all of that, that they have certain privilege and can do things and get away with things. And that same type of mentality has crept into the church. And I'm going to share this with you in segment two of the story of three individuals, two of which were in Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. They were so perverted that they pimped at least one young lady in the church and uh and and lord knows whatever else they did listen to this uh, I, uh listen we're gonna break here let some music play relax your spirit for a minute so i can relax mine and we'll get back into this on the other side of the break this is the dunamis word you know god told to build the and let the people know
just may be the best and most efficient way to create and leave a lasting financial legacy. Don't let your loved ones wonder what you felt about them. Secure a life insurance plan that's right for you by calling the professionals of Dunamis Insurance and Business Services at 309-648-5351. Health issues? Turned down elsewhere? Don't worry, Dunamis has a plan for you. We search our vast network of the nation's most highly rated insurers and find the company that's best for you. And most of all, you get a professional, knowledgeable agent that will stay with you and help you navigate the insurance minefield. Remember, for life, health, disability, annuities, and more, call Dunamis at 309-648-5351 because Dunamis offers powerful solutions. Welcome back to the Dunamis Word uh, broadcast. I am your host, Pastor Harvey Burnett. And in the first segment, we talked about the Hefner legacy, all the sexual harassment that's been going on. We've had people across the board. Uh, some seem to be upset that these women are sharing their stories. And, and I have to question them and say, what are you mad about? What, why are you mad that people are coming out? The victims, those who have been victimized uh, are coming out, men and women. Terry Crews the other day talked about uh, his experience and we had people respond uh, to that talking about well he's an actor he was acting get out of here uh, people don't even understand uh, you know really what's going on sexual abuse is a stigma those who have been sexually abused are reluctant to share their stories it's similar to this and I can relate to this because I'm, I'm a coach I, I coach uh, children in, in, in track and field and also basketball and I have never seen one athlete yet that is injured that will admit to being injured everybody if you're a player you want to play you don't care if you're injured or not you're going to tell the coach you'll lie to the coach you'll tell the coach hey hey put me in coach I, i'm all right i'm ready to go and here you are you can hardly walk you're limp why because you're a player you want to get out there different ones uh, uh, we've had conversations with administration about that it was well why didn't they say they were injured that's because they are a player they want to play they want to be a part of success and they don't want anything to be hindered when their heart is in what they're doing many individuals are reluctant to share sexual abuse because at the heart and the root of the those who have been abused and victimized they do not want to number one expose themselves to additional criticism and ridicule that comes from individuals and then number two 
They don't want to be responsible for tearing something up. And that's invariably what will happen or how people will perceive them. And that's a shame. These are the stigmas of sexual abuse. On our website, I Am My Brother's Keeper, we talk about the stigma. I Am My Brother's Keeper Christian Advocacy Council. You need to look it up. Those of you who are on the Dunamis Word uh, site, you need to know that's BethelBurnett.blogspot.com. Go out there, uh, go over to the right side of the screen, scroll on down, and log into I Am My Brother's Keeper Christian Advocacy Council website. You need to understand the the uh, the, the the horror of sexual abuse, especially when it pertains to the church, and that's what we want to talk about. Now, here we have uh, 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 three different freaks, free three freaks that come from uh, various uh, places, two of them in Toledo, Ohio, that um, absolutely uh, made a mockery of themselves. We've got uh, uh, three uh, individual uh, pastors, supposedly. Uh, One of them, you know, and people are still supporting this man, but this man, Cordell Jenkins, that's his name. He admitted to his role in the sexual abuse of a teenager in his church. Uh, We have another one named Kenneth Butler who got on a video and uh, apologized and talking about he was repenting every everything but his sexual abuse. And he was repenting to everybody uh, for his apparent failure or whatever the case is and was very uh, and, you know, with a lot of ambiguity, uh, not specific. And he never did apologize to the victim, which uh, I understand that this 14 year old girl was a victim. And another gentleman, another man or another pervert named Anthony Haynes. And uh, so all of these guys uh, were a part of this sexual um, ring. Now, according to a website called The Blade, uh, it says here, these three men violated the trust of these these children and the communities that they supported um, uh, to serve, uh, purported to serve, says U.S. Attorney Justin E. Herdman. Uh, in a news release, it said we are grateful for the courage of the victims and the dedication of our law enforcement personnel in bringing these men to justice. And and let me go and read a little bit farther and, and so we can see what's alleged. Prosecutors allege that between December uh, 2016 and March 2017, that Mr. Jenkins, the first pervert who admitted it, sexually exploited a girl at his West Toledo home. Listen to this. It's a 14 year old girl. He exploited her at his home. The devil has no boundaries. Uh, uh, And and they gave the home location on Barrington Drive in Toledo, I guess. Uh, He was at his office at the church. Abundant Life Ministries. We had another one to do that, didn't we? He's he's went on into eternity to his reward. Uh, But he was uh, Bishop Eddie Long or Eddie Long, who who had allegations over. 80 allegations from four different boys of sexual misconduct. Uh, nevertheless, he did this at his church as well. Now, here's these guys. They take a note from Eddie Long, I, I suppose. He, he abused this girl at his church ministry and at a motel, he even took the girl to a motel. Prosecutor said he even paid the girl. Now, listen to this. He made a prostitute out of a 14-year-old girl in church, and you still have idiots standing up talking about Oh, I love my pastor and nobody and whoever's done wrong. Let him cast the first stone at what he's done wrong. And if there's some stones to cast, Jesus can cast them. But we don't need any stones because we have the rock of the word of God. That is the truth. 
So get out of here with that. He's destroyed this girl's life, made a prostitute out of her, paying her between one hundred and three hundred dollars at a time. Now, listen to this. It's the pastor's fault. Sure enough. But you know who else's fault it is? Who, where's mama and daddy? That's what I want to know. Because it's just as sure as this pastor is on trial, somebody in that home needs to be on trial, too. I, I, I can't. I don't know. I don't know their mother or father. Listen, I don't know any of these people, but I can tell by what's being said. I can tell by what's being written and reported. If what is reported is true, that there were some serious problems here. Now, what one of you parents, your child is going to come home with 300 extra dollars from hanging with some man somewhere. And you're not there. They come home with 300 extra dollars or 200 extra dollars on a regular occasion. And you're not asked where you getting that money from. What kind of sense does that make? So there was a failure. There was a breakdown of the system. The deacons, where are they at? Another breakdown. Your pastor is spending time with this little girl, young girl. Evidently traveling with her, spending extra time, taking her off the grid, away from people, getting lost hours at a time. And you mean to tell me no other person in the church sees it? The wife doesn't see it? The, the, nobody sees what's going on here? This is a problem. And this is the beguilingness of sexual abuse within the church. Uh, 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 and, and then what happens? Who heals this girl? Now this girl is turned on to stuff that she doesn't even need to be turned on. Now she's in a condition where her body will deceive her. She will perform acts and do things now because this stuff has been introduced to her that, she, number one, she knows is wrong, that she does not want to do. She will be infatuated or influenced easily by certain things because now you've had a whole can of worms open in her spirit, in her heart, and in her mind, and something needs to happen. Unless the Lord delivers her, she's in a very precarious situation. And studies show, listen, I know from male abusers, which a lot of research has been shown, the male abusers, those who are male abusers, normally go on to abuse others. Those who have been victimized have personal struggles. And, 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 and I pray, you know, some of you uh, ladies out there, some of you men listening to me right now have, have suffered from these struggles. You have gone through. God bless you for holding on. God bless you for seeking your help and your deliverance. And I've stood up uh, for years as, as I have become familiar with this subject through uh, advocacy work and through praying for people and networking with individuals. I pray for you even now that you will have strength and know that this is not the end of your life. You can overcome. But I've come to declare to you today, just like the scripture says, that he that covereth his sins and Proverbs 28, 13 shall not prosper. You stand up and say what you want to say. You act like you want to act and you act like the kingdom moves whenever you get in the pulpit. But the devil is a lie. You're a clown. You're a fool. You're going to hell unless you repent. Leave those young ladies and young men alone and repent of your sins and fall down at the altar. You're not going anyplace. My God, help us. 
and church that is not concerned about the reintegration and the healing and the making whole of these young people as they have been abused. Some of these uh, individuals are picking out people in the church to have affairs with, seducing their minds to, to have an affair, and really all they're doing is abusing them sexually because they don't intend to do nothing else but use them as a sexual object in peace. Why? Because that Hefner legacy has been born and that Hefner legacy walks up and down the streets and has walked in our pulpits, walked in our churches. And now we have people sitting back looking at the church as if it's some type of uh, uh, variety sexual garden. That they're looking at legs, hips, booties, and titties, trying to figure out which one they're going to get next. But the devil is a lie. Get your mind and get your act together because judgment is on the way and judgment will begin at the house of God. I pray that everyone that has suffered from this darth of sexual abuse will find healing and help for your soul. There is a bomb in Gilead and that bomb is Jesus himself. He can heal this problem. Get some place where you can be blessed, set free and delivered. Call us. Call us, 800-728-0352. God bless you, my friend. My time is running short, but until next time, may heaven smile upon you is my prayer. In Jesus' name.